Who are you going to call for all your karate needs? Honor Athletics, of course. 770-945-5150. HonorAthletics.com. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to have our 25th episode show. Now, let's be honest. This may not be exactly our 25th episode because it depends on how you do math. If you count the shorts, if you don't count the shorts, so on and so forth. I could be at 27 by some people's count. But at any rate, we're celebrating as if it's our 25th show by having a great guest named Shelby on the show. She's not a karate person. Yay for her. And she does have the distinction of being Landon's mother. Therefore, Sensei Jackie's daughter. daughter. I almost said granddaughter. <laughs> Hi, great grandma. She also is just an unbelievably successful businesswoman. So hi, Shelby, and welcome to the show. Hi, and thank you for that introduction. Before we begin, do you want to talk anything at all about what you do for your job? Or would you prefer to talk about what you do for what I'm going to call your leisure activities, which is running and hiking and jumping and swimming and all those things? Well, as my everyday job, I get the opportunity to work for a very large global company of almost 500,000 people. And my job is I get to help those people do their job better, help them with how they can perform better, how they can learn more and how they can achieve their career goals. So I have the wonderful opportunity to help people bring the best of who they are to what they do every day, which is a passion of mine. And alongside of that, I get to be a mom to Landon and to Aiden and a daughter to Jackie. And also, yes, enjoy lots of running and being outdoors with the kids and really any form of exercise is my thing. And a big shout out to Aiden because she's awesome. And we're not going to say another word because she's also very private. That's true. So, holla. <laughs> Hi, Aiden. <laughs> okay. How we're celebrating our 25th episode is by going back over different episodes with Shelby and asking her as a non-karate person, which ones she felt she really related to and which ones she found interesting, even if she didn't relate to it. We're not going to go in any specific order. We're just going to kind of ramble through all the different things. And um, when we're done, we'll quit talking. So our usual episode. That's it. This is how we do it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How's that sound to you, Landon? Us, I like that. I got to say, it's really weird not being in the same room. Us. No, it's, it's odd. So I just close my eyes and pretend you guys are here. <laughs> but I guess it's not very odd for you because you're always working with people who are around the world. You're never really with people. Yeah, oh, that's I've true. Been- I'm very accustomed to it. In fact, I have a team literally that spans everywhere from New Zealand to Buenos Aires to Paris to California. And so, yeah, I'm kind of used to that ability to really amazingly get to know people and feel connected despite being of uh, far physical distance. So that um, I, I have some hope and faith in this point of time in our world that we can still stay connected even when we're not physically together. Do you have to use translators or does everybody speak the same language? That's a great question. Yeah, English is, everybody speaks English, um, at least in the context of the the world where I am. I mean, some, it's not, it's for many, it's not their first language, but we do, we do use English as the primary language. Yes. Throughout uh, your company? Yes. There are some places in the world, if they're doing true local work where they're going to speak in their local language, 
Uh, but ever, whenever we're in a context of a global discussion, then it's done in English. But oftentimes, much of what we do is translated. We're, I mean, my particular company is in almost every country in this world. So, you know, if we're doing a learning program where it's really important that people truly understand the concepts and sometimes the interpretation of the English could be at risk, uh, then that information will get translated. Wow. So interesting. Okay. So is there one episode, Shelby, that stands out to you that you would like to say, I really liked this one? Well, am I allowed to pick two? <laughs> I like okay. I like the episode where, because I actually do a lot of mindfulness in the corporate workplace. So I like listening to the topics that you've had about how to find your breath, how to find your patience. I think it's finding your chi, if I understand correctly, um, and all the karate principles around the ways that you can keep yourself calm, even amongst times of chaos, because I relate that a lot to what I try to help people do in the corporate world and in the business environment, um, you know, which is very dynamic and fast moving. And so there's a lot of parallels that I've been drawing from that for myself, but also that I can then bring into the workplace to help other people. Shelby, I need to ask you a question. Is mindfulness the same thing as being in the moment? My exact question, Steeler Pants. <laughs> <laughs> I think the way that we think about it in my sort of corporate world is by practicing mindfulness, you teach yourself the power of focus so that you can be in the moment and so that you can have ultimately a better impact if, in fact, you focus on one priority at a time. Because too often we try to do too many things at once, thus not doing any one thing particularly well. And that is a problem, you know, often for many people. So we try to teach that if you can train your brain to be mindful, then ultimately it will benefit you as a better performer, but also somebody who enjoys what they do a whole lot more. And a lot of times we do actually use words like training or exercising your brain. So that has to be in a relationship. That was interesting to hear how you guys define mindfulness. And it does sound a lot like being in the moment. It, it does. But it's so interesting to me to hear, in air quotes, corporate words, because I don't live in a corporate environment. Would you say that you have a, a really big vocabulary of corporate words, Shelby? <laughs> yes. Actually, I have a bigger vocabulary of corporate acronyms, to be honest. <laughs> Everything is an acronym. I don't know if that's if they're I don't hear you talking about a lot of acronyms in the karate world. That's probably a good thing because typically they have to be decoded. Yeah, we don't actually do a lot of acronyms, although I did talk about having one, but I don't think I put it on the air the other day. No. And it was something about trying to remind people to be grateful, I believe. That probably doesn't come up much in your world. Actually, it does. Funny you mention. In fact, we do talk a lot about gratitude in the workplace. It, it's a really interesting trend in that, you know, you think of you think of the, sometimes the business world as being, you know, hard. And where would we be talking about things like mindfulness or gratitude or recognition or, you know, even even the importance of taking care of your body and your soul? But I think in this sort of digital age of being always on, these topics have been proven to be really important to bring into the business world. And that's a lot of what I get to do. Business people like data and research and all the research shows that the best performers, the best companies actually are the ones who figure out 
how to help people bring their sort of whole selves to work, uh, you know, not just sort of show up in robot-like mode. So we do talk about gratitude at work. Even my own team, we often take pause and say thank you and talk about what we're grateful for as a team. And it's become habit. We often do that at the end of a karate class. Right, Landon? Oh, sensei. I don't just wait for the Thanksgiving time of year, but I always do it at that time of year where we sit around and name off things that we have, are grateful for. And I've actually, since we've been locked in this last few weeks, I've been doing it on the video classes. I've been working that with some of the kids talking about it. It's important to remember to try to be grateful for the things we have. Like if this was a hurricane time, we wouldn't even have air. Oh, sensei. And I, I really like how around the Thanksgiving time you give the little kids and the older kids an assignment. Say, okay, when you come back from this break, I want to hear one thing that you're grateful for. And I think that's something that my mom has taught me just from a young age to be thankful. We actually do grateful every night. We pick one thing from our day, good day or bad day. We pick one thing from that day that we're grateful for. I've actually been doing that in my meditation um, in the mornings lately. I've been picking five words to live my day by. And lately, that's been working really good for me. I change my meditation time all the time. And I'm sure you've heard, if you listen to the podcast regularly, Shelby, that I'm not, I'm not against meditating for 20 minutes. I just think when people say, oh, I have to sit down and meditate for 20 minutes, they won't do it because they don't have 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I'm a proponent of two minutes will work. Give it some time. Can you imagine? I do. And actually, to relate that, we, um, I worked on a project last year where we were really teaching people how to create great habits in the workplace. And we actually talked a lot about morning routine and how important your morning routine is to get yourself set up correctly. And that might include a mindful moment. For others, we, we talked about everybody, if, you, if your habit is that you every morning get up and you turn on the coffee pot, and that's the routine, or uh, most people get up and brush their teeth, I think. So we thought, okay, if you put a piece of paper and a pencil next to your coffee pot or next to your toothbrush every morning and write down three things that you want to accomplish that day or, you know, write down three things that you're grateful for that day, like creating those habits as part of your routine become really important for people who are about to start a day, A, that they might not be able to predict what's going to happen. So they stay anchored to what's really important, you know, or B, you know, that could be quite stressful. And and then kind of doing the same at the end of the day and creating that habit of whatever part of your end of day routine, maybe it's that brushing routine routine again at the end of the day to say, okay, here's what I accomplished and here's what I want to set as my kind of goals for the next day. So I think that uh, hearing about your morning routine is really relatable to what a lot of people who get up and need to come to work do. That's what they do. It's very helpful. By far and away, we are routine animals. I think so. So that, that begs the question, are animals routine animals? Because I think they are. Yes, I think they are. What do you guys think? Uh, judging by the fact that we tend to see the same cat walking by the house in the neighborhood at the same time of day, yeah. I'm going to guess yes. <laughs> That's very <laughs> true. <laughs> we'll have to look into that, Landon, one day when we're sitting around with not so much to do, like lions <laughs> and especially birds. I bet they are routine animals. And you know what I'm I'm hearing, Shelby, that I, I didn't realize because, you know, when we talk, it's it's a little different, but that everything is the same. We are all the same, whether we're in a business world or a non-business world or a karate world. 
or we're an animal that even though we might use different words, all of the processes seem to be very similar. Well, I think that's why, to take it back to the original question, you don't have to be somebody who practices karate to necessarily appreciate the things that you speak about here because they're quite relatable to many people, regardless of their hobbies or their work. And, and segueing from that, you um, and Landon told me about the Yoga Ladies podcast. I believe it's called Spoken Word Yoga. Yes. And I've used it a couple of times just to get an, a little breath of air because she has such a beautiful, soothing voice, doesn't she? She does. She does. That's for sure. So a shout out to her. You can mention her name. I don't really know her that well at all, in fact. Christine from Spoken Word Yoga. Yeah, she's actually, again, back to this this movement. I've had her come and join us at some of our corporate events. We actually recently had International Women's Day celebration. And she came and talked about how important it is to have stretching. You know, a lot of people are sitting at desks all day long. And it's probably why they love joining you for karate in the evening <laughs> because they get to move and stretch. And, you know, just the importance of, of, of keeping the body stretched the importance of breath. And we actually just very recently talked about that at an event. And that balance is important. And we do talk about that. Do you have any recollection of that, Landon, where we talk about balancing all the different things? And we do it in all different kinds of ways. Of course, physical balance, like standing on one foot, but also balancing all kinds of things, right? Us, we do talk about that with balancing all responsibilities. And we've even talked about it on the podcast with time management. Yeah, and balancing work and play. And giving that shout out to uh, Sensei Brown for a Karate Men's Pride. This is balance. I was just sitting here thinking how I'm going to get in touch with them and ask them about putting that on a a, a whole podcast, those three sentences. But anyway, another thing we balance is rest. Yeah, that's a little harder to balance sometimes, especially um, Shelby in the corporate world. Do you find people have tiredness as one of their issues? Yeah, or it, it creates a weakness. Absolutely. Especially in my case, it's a global company. So it's kind of always on and you may have team members. Well, we all do have team members that are in different time zones. And so you have to be flexible sometimes in talking with people at times that may, you know, early in the morning or late at night to sort of make the work work. So, so yes, we, we actually talk a lot about the importance of sleep and we try to be really respectful of that too, so that we don't ends up with somebody who's up late and then again up early, recognizing how important sleep is. And again, just going back to the data and the research, I mean, there's endless amounts of data and research on the importance of sleep. And we do classes about that and in really trying to help people understand just how important that is, although recognizing also how hard it can be as well. Yeah, it can be really difficult because people don't want to give up their fun time, but they have to work however much they have to work and so on and so forth. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about some of the podcasts that we might have ever done that aren't specifically related to character. You know, I have to say one of the things I enjoy as well is because uh, I know how much karate and goju it, it means to my mom and to my son. I really enjoy just hearing the stories. It makes me feel closer to what is important to them as a family member and maybe others out there who listen, not necessarily as a karate person themselves, but as a friend or a family member of somebody who has the passion for it. I appreciate hearing the stories. I love the stories, the the episodes where you've talked about Master Collegian, because I know how important he is to all of you. Or 
you know, I really enjoyed the one where you talk about your earliest dojo memories. Like that was really fun to listen to the different stories that people had to tell. So I think just generally just hearing the stories as something that I enjoy. And, you know, I've tried to encourage people to write me or even call me with their stories so I could get more stories on because I think that's a fun thing too. giving people a place to store their memories so that people can hear them in the future. So it's a shout out time, Landon. Us, you can uh, let us know <laughs> by emailing us at dojoconversations at AOL.com, by sending us a message on Facebook at Wildcat Dojo, by visiting our website at wildcatdojo.com and sending us a voicemail at 954-350-1915. On a completely unrelated note, you've got that phone number down pat, mister. I do, Sensei. And we do want to hear your dojo stories, but let's get back on track. One of the most recent ones I did was about ego. And I know that's a huge, huge player in corporate world. Is it? It can be. Um, Certainly, I think it can be in any context. I did listen to that. And one of the things that we've recently done is help people understand their natural strengths. So, you know, there's all kinds of assessments that you can do to understand your nat- your strengths and your natural talents. And that's something that we encourage people to do and then to have teams talk about that. And why that's relevant to your point on ego is sometimes we may perceive that somebody has an ego, but what I've learned is important to do is to dig a bit deeper and understand their intentions or their perspective or why it is they are that way before we just assume that person has a big ego and I don't like that. And that's something that we do in our teams because, you know, we all work in teams. Nobody really works alone. And sometimes somebody may do something or say something that doesn't feel good. But before just saying, I don't like that, we try to say, let me understand that person a little bit better and why they are acting like that. And it helps. And sometimes there's no good reason and you can be frustrated. But other times, understanding that perspective and how they're wired and what their strengths are is actually quite useful. How many people are on a team and how do you go deeper into their, you know, their self. I say we, we work in teams of teams. So many people are on a, maybe a smaller team, you know, five, 10, 12 people. That's kind of the immediate people that you're working with all the time, very closely against some common goal, you know, a common set of priorities, a common purpose. But then that team probably works with another team, works with another team. So it's kind of a team of teams environment, I think, in the business world right now. And in terms of understanding, I mean, there are so many different um, examples of assessments that can be taken and are taken now to understand how people are wired. And then that data, that information gets shared within the team and it has to get talked about. So again, that you understand each other, because when you're working day in, day out with the same, you know, 10 or 12 people, understanding them becomes really, really important to having a cohesive, high performing team. Shout out to the flamethrowers. <laughs> That's my team name. Very good, Landon. First, I was going to say, I always say to my guys when they come to me with a problem, you know, what you want to do is put yourself in his shoes for a minute and make sure what was he thinking that could have been a defense strategy, as even though it felt to us like a confrontational strategy. And the second thing is, what kind of assessments do they offer out there for people to learn their own strengths and weaknesses? Yeah, I mean, we happen to use something called the Gallup Strengths Finder. That's the one that uh, we use. There, there are others, all different sort of assessments out there. And you know, where you ask, you're asked some questions, and then 
it gives you back a profile basically to better understand yourself and how you relate to people. Getting the information is interesting. What's more important is to actually use it to understand yourself, to apply the best of yourself to what you do. And again, in that team environment, it becomes really, really useful. I'm sure that's relevant, right? In a dojo, you're working with a lot of different people and going a click down into understanding their own situation, you know, what they're bringing into the dojo, why they might be in that bad mood one day or why they tend to be really happy. Those things become important to work well as a group. I'm sure that relates to your world as well. It very much relates to our world. Well, first off, this has been so interesting. Yeah. And we didn't even touch the surface. I've learned and since I've known you for, you know, 45 years. Hey, hey. Oh, no. Shout out 39. to mom. <laughs> she meant 39. <laughs> Since I've known you all your life. There you go. I feel that I've learned just as much sort of in a distance relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. Well, I want to thank you for being here. Boy, it has been everything I thought and dreamed it would be. I've had so much fun. And of course, I want you to come back soon. I mean, I just, I'd like this to only be part one. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for offering this wonderful karate to the people that I love because I love seeing them do what they love. And that just makes me happy. So it's time to say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Can't wait till uh, Shelby part two. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. I had a wonderful time today and hope to have many more. I'm going to give one shout out and try to tell you to... um, Check out the webpage, wildcatdojo.com, and see pictures of everybody. Shelby's picture will be up soon. See pictures of everybody who's been on the show. You can get every episode there. You can leave us a message. So go to the webpage, and when you get there, look on the left and click on the Dojo Conversations link. That's going to do it for tonight, guys. See you next week. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.